Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. It's Monday. It's 11.30. Thanks for being here with me today. I look forward to talking to you guys again after our Saturday meeting, which I think, um, you know, went real well. It was a good day to talk on Saturday, our last live stream, because it was quiet and we could think. And so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to go over a couple of thoughts about the stock market crash that we experienced last week and what we're going to do, how we're going to invest going forward. I want to look at the idea of buy and hold investing versus stop loss investing. Okay. How does it work in a crash and what can you do? When do you know which to use? We're going to talk about that a bit. And I'm going to talk about a couple of rules. Armor Report Insiders, which are my subscribers, you can go to the website armorreport.com and you can look at rules of the road. I'm, I'm compiling all the things I've learned from over 35 years doing this. And rule number six, and I think it was rule number 13, I'm going to talk about today. Okay? Then I'm going to get into some of the details about how we're day trading slash multi-day trading the market right now, specifically using the S&P and looking at treasuries. So this is a show, don't forget about stock market investing, for those of you who are new it's called quantum mental investing. It's the combination of quantitative execution, fundamental foundation. We put that together and that creates the information edge that I'm providing for you three days a week here. Uh, all this information I use to manage my own assets and assets for investors through our interactive brokers relationship. Um, we also share this information on a more in-depth basis, a more in-depth level on our Website, armorreport.com, A-R-M-R report.com. Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. This whole discussion really begins and ends with how to manage our risk. So um, quick ground rules. It's a live trading desk. You're getting a look into what I do every day. Phones might ring. I might look off screen. I'm involved in trades right now. All right. So if I have to take a break, just bear with me. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to tell you a story today because, oh, by the way, if you enjoy this, don't forget, give me a thumbs up, right? That helps me on YouTube. You guys can subscribe to this channel and also to the Armour Report right down there in the description section. I put it up for you. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you a story first. We're going to start off with a discussion about do you buy and hold? Do you stop losses to invest? And then how do you combine the two? Okay which I do for my own assets. I have many different portfolios that I manage for my own capital. I break my capital up into different um, investing disciplines. And I I look at the whole pie to determine, am I managing my risk right? So there are some positions in the portfolio you might have built a portfolio of dividend-paying assets, and you might really like getting those dividend checks 
every month, every quarter, because it pays your bills. So what do you do when the market's crashing with that portfolio? Let's say you watch this channel. Let's say you're a subscriber to the Armour Report. You're looking at my model portfolios, conservative, balanced, aggressive. Those are all stop-loss portfolios. Those are not buy-and-hold strategies. Okay? It's very simple. We employ stop-losses. The market crashes. We're getting stopped out. It's a discipline. There's no deviating from it. There's no thinking, oh, maybe tomorrow these things will go up. You, you, you don't react like that. If you are committed to using stops, you use your stops. You get lifted out of the whole portfolio, right? We started on Monday last week, the first big down day. I told all you guys, risk monitor, turn to red, raise stops, get rid of your bad positions, raise cash, hedge. Okay? And by the end of the week, we've lifted out of a bunch of positions. And I said to you on Saturday, some of those stocks I don't want to sell. Some of the stocks I'm sure will be up probably Monday. We're going to get to a couple of them in a minute because they are. So how do we handle it? I just want to share, share a thought with you. I managed money for a number of years for the first female four-star general in the U.S. Army. And I loved her. She was the greatest woman to work with. And we lived through some pretty crazy times together. God rest her soul. She was a wonderful woman. And in 2008, markets imploding. And she was more or less a buy and hold type of person, right? So we would use some stop loss strategies on some issues, but she liked to structure her portfolio for dividends. So the whole portfolio, by the time we got into the thick of things, late 2007, early 2008, her whole portfolio was just dividend payers, which we all thought was conservative at the time, right? Because, you know, with the exception of a financial crisis, that portfolio holds up real well, even during a market correction. And so I called her up one day. I remember this clearly. And I was like, General, I think we've got to sell everything in the portfolio. We've got a financial crisis. And I'm doing it everywhere else. I know you want to hold this portfolio. I know you like the dividends, but I think we should do it. And she said to me, I appreciate your opinion. Thank you for that. I'm sure you're right about that. But I'm okay. The portfolio I've got with you produces dividends. So let's go over each position and tell me if you think financially they're viable. Well, we went over them. I said, yeah, they're all financially viable. I mean, you know, they weren't financial companies. They weren't banks. Okay. I didn't own any of those things. So the things that we owned we're financially viable, AT&T and Verizon, okay? And so I said, yeah, they're, they're financially viable. And so she said, fine, I'm gonna, I can handle the volatility in this portfolio, and I'll just keep collecting the dividend checks. Because she had other assets doing other things. I said, great, that's what we'll do. Her portfolio dropped 50%. She kept collecting the dividends. They kept paying her bills. She didn't care. She came out the other side of that, and of course, a decade later, that account had gone up, you know, huge, huge. Those stocks were up huge. And she collected the dividend the whole way through. So what I'm, I'm, I'm telling you the story because it's really a personal preference, how you want to handle your assets in the midst of a correction, crash, bear market. I'm never telling you what to do on this channel. I'm not saying you've got to do X. 
I'll just share with you my own experience of how I manage capital for myself and for clients. I'm not telling you. I don't even know you. So I couldn't possibly do that. But I just wanted to share that thought with you. This is like a real live example. I've been through a crash before. I've been through a financial crisis before. And there's this four-star general thinking it through clearly. She's concise. She's calm about the whole thing. Don't worry about it. Want the dividends. The companies are solid. And she's up huge 10 years later. And the portfolio went up huge, right? And she collected the yield the whole way through. So there's nothing wrong with doing that. I wanted to make that clear on today's show. Quantum mental investing is about using stop losses. I'm trying to give you some guidance, telling you when to um, be prepared, when to, how to manage your risk, right? But then you've got to go into your own portfolio, look at your holdings and say, do I think this is a viable company or not? I don't care what's going on with the coronavirus. If it is, you can, you can choose to hold it as long as you're comfortable, as long as you can look in the mirror and say, if my net worth drops 50% in this portfolio, I'm not going to touch it. I'm going to keep collecting the yield because I know the companies will be okay long term. If you can really execute that, more power to you. I've been doing this a long time. I've worked with thousands of people. I would say maybe there's 5% of the people I work with can actually execute that when the market crashes. They think they're buying holders. And when the market's down 25, 35, 45, 55%, they just can't stand it anymore and they get blown out and it wrecks their net worth. But if you're that 5% of the population that can just hold right through, hey man, more power to you. Okay? You're not managing your risk. You're just living with the belief that the market always writes itself and the government will always be there to protect you. Hey, so far that's been accurate. Okay? So for a portion of capital, you may want to do that. For the majority of my capital, I don't do that. So let's move into what, I'm, what I was saying on, on Saturday. I said to you guys, I sold AT&T and Verizon out of my armor portfolios, and I hated to do it. I'm sure the stocks are going to be up. And, of course, today they're up 4%, 4% each. Okay? But when I'm running the armor portfolios and the money that I'm running using stops, I get stopped out. I don't fall in love with the stock. I don't care that they're up 4% today for that amount of capital. I'm back in cash, working on my whiteboard, figuring out what stocks I want to own. When the algorithms tell us it's time to get long again, we'll start building the portfolio. It works. It protects my capital if things get really ugly, and it allows me to capture upside if this is just a one-week phenomenon and we start buying stocks in the next few weeks. And if I miss 18 team rise, I don't care. There'll be other stocks to show up that I can get. Okay? I'm not in love with any stock. I'm in love with my net worth and my capital. How do I protect it? Then I'll capture upside second. Okay. Um, I guess that kind of leads into also this discussion. I want to – nothing that you do in the midst of a market crash like we had last week um, – I shouldn't say nothing. Some things you do are going to work great. And other things you're going to be disappointed about. I mean, it was mayhem last week. 
Don't beat yourself up about it. Okay? And that's, that's rule number 13 on my list. If you go look at my list, Armor Insiders, my subscribers, you can go when we're done with this discussion live stream, go take a look at the Armor Investing Rules of the Road. Number 13, okay? Don't relive a loss. Today's Monday. It's new. What are we going to do today to start building the net worth again? Don't relive what happened last week. What difference does it make? It's already happened. Okay? If you're following the Armour Report, you should have done a lot better than the market averages last week. Okay? We were lifting portfolio positions out early in the week. We had a huge position in treasuries, which was a perfect hedge. Okay? So it was crazy and hectic last week, but you should have navigated through successfully. Some positions you sold are going to be up. That's okay. Don't worry about it. You'll find others. That's what the whiteboard's for. Okay? So don't relive a misery. The best traders out there, the best athletes out there, the best goaltenders in ice hockey out there, don't relive an 8-1 loss the night before. They get back out on the ice and they get a shutout the next time they play. That's what you've got to do as an investor. Okay? Um, and here's the other thing. Um, this, is, this is going to lead into our discussion on how to day trade slash multi-trade. When you come up, this is rule number six on my list. When you come up with an, with an action plan to invest, You've got to come up with that plan when the TV's turned off and the market is closed. Figure out what you want to do. When the bell rings, you execute that strategy ruthlessly. You don't get thrown off from your path because of what you hear on CNBC or what the market might be doing. You follow your rules. And then you can reassess at the end of the day. Do not let the hysteria around you change the clear thinking that you had before markets opened. It's very important. Okay. Um, let's take a look now. I want to share with you. I was, it, it, please follow me on Twitter because you'll see these tweets during the day. It's at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal, R-O-S-E-N-T-H-A-L, or on StockTwits, at, uh, Armor Report, A-R-M-R Report on StockTwits. And so I, I put out a chart of the S&P because I want – Here's, here's what I'm doing now. The market got wrecked last week. So for a portion of my capital, what I'm looking to do is put a certain percentage of that money to work in the S&P index for the mean reversion trade. Now, I can use other indexes, but the S&P is the easiest to trade. It's the most liquid. I get the best pricing when I'm in and out so I don't get hacked up with spreads. And it mean reverts the best. When I say the best, it's just the most reliable. It's, the, it's a big index, big cap stocks, and when it gets too far below the magic short-term moving average I use, <laughs> um, Armor Insiders, it's your right to call me and ask me what that is. I'm more than happy to talk to you about it. So if you want to know what moving average I use, for the mean reversion trade, just give me a call or, or email and I'll, I'll, I'll respond. Um, so what I'm looking to do is put a portion of my capital to work 
off of these lows for the mean reversion trade. And when we get back to that moving average, then I have to figure out what do I want to do from here? If last week turns out to be just a short-term event, and I don't know, Gilead announces that they've got the cure and they can ramp up production and everybody calms down about the hysteria. And it was literally just a one week implosion. Um, then I may end up holding this position for a long period of time because I'm going to have my, this, this core of my portfolio to work in the S&P early. But I don't, I, I doubt that's going to happen. That'd be great if it did. But probably what happened last week is a real structural problem in the market. I'm going to get to that in a minute. And if it is, then this will be a day trade or a multi-day trade. I might hold it for a couple of days, just short-term trading stuff. So I don't update the Armour portfolios, guys, with day trades. I'm, that's not a day trading portfolio. So the Armour portfolios follow algorithms, follow stop-loss investing rules. That's how we build them for you. As on a, a, a subscriber to the Armour report, Armour Insiders, you can call me and ask me, and I'll discuss with you in more detail how we trade and give you some thoughts if you want. So I want to share with you a picture of why we're long the S&P as of 11.15 this morning. Oh, 10.15 this morning. What time was it? 10.15 this morning. Here. Take a look. Okay, what you're looking at right now is a three-minute chart of the S&P 500 ETF SPY. Okay, what I want you to see right here, and I'll just circle it for you. Um, where am I? Well, let me just put my hand on it. See, you guys can see this, I think, right? All right, right here is um, a three-bar reversal. Okay, so what we look for for mean reversion, the first thing we look for is weakness in the morning, which we got, market opened higher, sold off, weakness in the morning, mean revert. Those two yellow bars tell us that a reversal has just begun. Pulled back and tested, held the low, taken off, right? So we have our whole position on right in this area. It ran up, as it came in a little bit, we added the positions, we finished positions off, okay? And it broke out above this dotted line is the volume weighted average price. Uh, it's called the VWAP. It's an incredibly important um, piece of information to know if you're day trading at all. This is our particular proprietary VWAP. So this whole thing you're looking at, this screen is an algorithm that we've written. All of these lines um, uh, on the screen, including the VWAP, are proprietary uh, algorithms based on volatility. So our VWAP changes based on uh, top day and multi-day volatility. Anyway, so here's the move. This um, up here in uh, uh, this, this yellow line here is our moving average that I'm talking about. When you get that far away from this moving average, we look for a mean reversion back up to that price, which is around 320 on the SPY. All right, that price will keep coming down for a little while. And this, uh, hopefully the price of this of SPY will rally up and meet it somewhere up here in the 315 to 320 range. Okay, and so we're at 302 right now, and we're long this index somewhere around the opening range low of, you know, what is that, 299 and change. Sorry, 290, 295 and change, that's where we're long. Yeah, 295.89 is where we're long the asset, okay? 
All right. So um, what we're trying to do, like we'll put the majority of our capital to work when our algorithms tell us it's an all clear sign. We're on red right now. Last Monday, we told you risk off everywhere. Like all seven of our indexes are out of the market. So the armor portfolio that's index only was 100% cash at the end of Monday. Think about that. Before the market imploded, we were 100% cash in our index only portfolio. All it does is follow the algorithms. So when that portfolio gives us a green light, we'll start filling out the rest of our portfolios. We run our whole risk management strategy off of those seven indexes. The S&P, SPY, they're ETFs, by the way. The algos are written for the ETFs. SPY, um, the Dow, DIA, the Qs, QQQ, the small caps, IWM, the momentum index, MTUM, the value index, VLUE, and the, um, uh, the IBD50 index, FFTY. I had somebody ask me if I would add another index. A subscriber wanted to know if I'd add another index. I looked at that index, by the way, um, uh, and it's a, it was a big cap you know, mega cap index. Um, to me, it's just an overlap of what we already have. So I've chosen those seven for a particular reason. I feel they cover the right sectors of the market that give me the full picture of risk. And that certainly seemed accurate on Monday. Okay, so got those built. So between now and, we, and the time we get that green light, what I'm trying to do with a portion of my assets, I'm not telling you what to do, but for my assets, if I can get long near the lows and the market rips higher, then I have a decision to make. The market's ripping higher right now. So I'm long near the lows and I have a big gain in the portfolio right now. So I've, I've got a decision to make. Do I book this profit before the end of the day because it's pretty stout, expecting the market to go make new lows? Do I book it when it hits that mean reversion line? You know, in any bear market, in any major downtrend, go back and look at 2015, January and February's collapse of 2015. Uh, go back and look at 2018, a couple months there, cratered. You can always get a two-day rally. So today would be day one if it closes up like this. Tomorrow gaps up to the mean. There's day two. Maybe it trades a little higher. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it just shuffles along the rest of the day. And then it settles off again. So the two-day rally can happen in any bear market. It doesn't mean a green light, guys. It doesn't mean the market's turned. We're going to need more than two days in a row to start saying, oh, maybe the sell-off last week is over. The algos will not catch the bottom. That's not what they're built for. We're built for catching the easy money in between, not the tails. We never get out at the top and we never buy the low using an algorithm. You can't come up with an algorithm that could have, well, I guess we did because we were out on Monday. I was about to say, normally, you know, normally you get, if you, here's what I'm trying to say. If you try to build an algorithm to incorporate last week's hysteria, the algorithm won't work most of the time. Okay, so you're never going to get the top. And at the same time, I can't build an algorithm that says, buy the ultimate low after a crash. It's like, a, it'll be right once a decade. So there's no point in that either. So what I'm trying to do here with a portion of my assets is get some of myself long as close to the low as I can. And then I've got decisions to make. 
Do I think it was just a short-term event last week? And I hold that position. And when I get the risk on buy signal from the algos, double and triple, you know, or do I book my short-term profits, the day trade or the multi-day trade, the two-day trade, you know, I don't know. Jury's out on that. I have to see how the market acts. Um, the last piece of the puzzle for me and I want to share with you is treasuries. Now, I told you guys I sold treasuries, right? We, had the, we bought the position, for those of you who don't know, in the Armour Reports um, on all the portfolios below 140, 139 and change, 139.65, I think. We sold the position out at 155 and change on Friday at the close. The reason we did it is we said, hey, number one, it was a hedge for our equity positions, and we just got stopped out of all of our equity positions, so I'm not going to hold the hedge. And number two, the target, the upside target on TLT was 155 and change to me because that's three standard deviations above its moving at 200-day moving average. And when you go back and look through history, it's rare that the asset gets there. It gets there a handful of times, like, like six times in the last five, six years. So maybe once a year, something like that. And when it does, it usually marks the top within a month. So it might go a little higher, but a couple months from now, it'll be trading lower. All right, so we're just going to book that gain. It was just a sweet gain. Take a look at it now, and I want to share with you one more thought here. All right, so there's treasuries. There's TLT. That green box is where we entered the position right in here. You know, I should probably just make this a little bit smaller because we ended up picking it right in there, okay, right before it went above 140. And we sold it out on Friday, actually higher than where it's trading today. Is that right? Is Treasury's down now? No, Treasury's are flat. All right, so right around where we, where we did it. Okay. So um, what I want to tell you is, and now I guess they're down on the day. What I want to tell you is this. Um, keep your eye on TLT when it comes to any long equity trades. Here's TLT on the same um, algorithmic chart pattern using the same uh, armor algo um, that we call the price movement profiler or the, P um, the PMP. So if equities are going to extend up to their um, important moving average, I would expect treasuries to break down. And the same moving average is down here. So the, the mean reversion trade on treasuries is a sell-off back down to this yellow line during the same time that the S&P is rallying up to its moving average, okay? So to wrap up, depending on how that behaves, how these, assets, these markets behave will depend on how long I hold this position, okay? Um, I'm going to get to a couple questions right now. Looks like uh, Bank of America, Nick's asking me about BAC. Um, what's exactly your question there, Nick, on BAC? Um, you know, I'm not buying banks in here. I have no interest in banks. So I'm not a, I'm not a big bank buyer. Um, I see the stock is, oh, is that Brunswick? No, what am I looking at? BAC. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't have much interest in banks. Sorry. And if I had any interest in banks, I honestly think I'd be buying Wells Fargo just between you and me. All the bad news is out. They've settled their huge problems and they have a fat dividend yield. You know, but I'm not buying banks. Not that you can't. Go ahead and do it if you want. Um, but for, you know, for me, it's opportunity cost of money. 
And so I've got a lot of places I can go with capital, and it's not going to be financials in a world of collapsing interest rates. Um, last few days, gold seems to de-link from inverse behavior equities. Um, that's a really good question, J-Y-H. Has it, has it um, de-linked? You know, I honestly, I honestly think that something very bizarre happened in gold on Friday. I think it had to do with the month end. And sometimes when you get the futures roll at the end of the month, it's weak anyway. So the market was imploding. People were selling everything. And gold usually gets weak the last couple of days of the month, which is just go back and look at that data. You'll see. So it's, it's just normal for it to be weak the last couple of days of the month. And so why not get crushed? Because everything's getting crushed. Now, um, I'm actually um, I'm actually adding. Kind of glad you asked that. I, I got I lifted out of my gold positions on Friday, but I'm adding a new one to the Armor portfolios today. So any Armor subscriber, Armor insiders, you can go log in at the end of today, and you'll see a gold stock that I've added to the portfolio. It's a pure play on gold. It's actually a um, um, a fund that owns gold bars, and it's trading at a discount which kind of popped open that discount because of the collapse. Things got out of hand last week and I'm taking advantage of that discount a little bit. And I want to own just gold. I'm not interested in silver right now. It's an industrial metal. It gets caught up in the hysteria of copper as it's collapsing. So I just want to focus some of my capital on gold and I'm adding that to armor portfolios. All right, guys, listen, I appreciate your questions. I appreciate your time with me today. Um, I will be back at it again on Wednesday. I want you to be safe out there and never forget rule number 76. No excuses. Play like champion, guys. Take care.